You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coach, did you, first of all, congratulations. Um, as a player, or growing up in Tallahassee, was this something that you ever could have conceived? Yes. <laughs> I did. I, I, I played for the greatest coach in college baseball history. And Jeff Hogan was a phenomenal high school coach. So those two motivated me to think the game and study the game. I envision one day thinking about what it would be like to be the head coach of Florida State. Does that appear to line up in today's world of college athletics? Did I really think that was a possibility? Faintly, but I had thought about it. Yes. Kurt Weiler here with the Tallahassee Democrat, left of the, uh, right here. Yes. Um, you talked, I know, a little in press conferences during the postseason about the, how hard it was when the job came open and when your team was obviously still alive and still competing for a national title. I guess, what have the last few weeks been like and when did you finally kind of let yourself think about this job and do that thinking in your head? Our pathway to try to get to Omaha was the most difficult any team could experience in the postseason. This happened here an hour before I had my scouting report team meeting to go play Friday night in Knoxville. I sensed at that time what might be coming. I was not going to speak to anybody during our, our team's run. Michael was gracious enough to allow the completion of our season. The questions we had to deal with, the, some of the things that were said in Knoxville to our team from above the dugout about what the fans thought might happen eventually. Um, probably the most unique super regional any coach could ever experience in any team. And for those guys to play the way they played 
when nobody gave us a chance is something I'll never forget. And when they, we turned a double play to end it, I literally was more relaxed at that moment for them than any time I've ever been in a dugout because I got to watch them run out there knowing what they, not me, they had endured in the whirlwind that was ultimately around them and their families. Hey, Coach, good morning. Bob Ferranti with the Osceola. Congratulations to you. Um, if I can be that guy and ask a couple, maybe a two-part question. You um, might have to repeat part two, but go ahead. <laughs> what was the emotion like when you walked through Dick Hauser's stadium? I'm sure you did either over the weekend or this morning. And, and then maybe to build on that, what does Dick Hauser Stadium need as far as improvements for the future? You've been around various conferences, the ACC, played a bunch of SEC schools, I'm sure, too. What, what does this program need moving forward? Yeah, I coached in the SEC for a while. And um, when I walked in there last night, you think about how you felt as a player, and I guess after the battles you fought to try to become a competent coach, I looked at everything in terms of how can I get this right? In my mind, what I think's right. A lot of people would think it's right. It's a good team. I had a good team this year. But my mind goes immediately to the quest. How do I get this to run the way I want it to run? How do I tidy things up? How do I get that cage right? How do I get that bullpen? Like, how do I get it up to date, up to speed? I didn't walk around the bones of Hauser. Our Notre Dame Stadium has 1,800 seats. It needs to be kept. Michael and I have talked about it. I can tell it's on his mind walking around the athletic center in our place. We have to keep up our shop a little bit. We need to refresh things. The f I tried to stop the work on the field because I had some ideas on what I thought might help everybody. Um, and I think I can improve some things just because of the timing of it. I feel like I can make some minor adjustments in what they're doing on the field to make life easier for everybody. Um, I think there's a time when you would walk in there if you were me and you're looking at all the great, the memories of the players. Through the battles and the years of it, I'm now looking at how can I get it to run the way I think it needs to be run for the, for the reason I came back here. That's what I saw. So in, in some ways, the energy and the emotion was more of this is going to get right, and it's going to get right like starting now. Now, I'm not taking anything away from all of the previous coaches, but I just have to put my stamp on things and try to move it forward. So the emotion as you have grown in this is not as much of, I remember the game when we beat Miami. No, it's now like we got to go. Like we have to move forward and get this thing to run properly f f the way I run it.
On the camera wall, Coach. Uh, Ryan Kelly, WCTV, you know, you played for Florida High. You played here in the Big Bend. You know between this and, what, a half hour up the road, just how t much talent there is here and in South Georgia. How important is it going to be to keep that good local talent here at home and end up in Garnet and Gold? We have to. We have to. I don't think our whole roster can be Florida, South Georgia kids, but a big part of it should be. Big part of it should be. The history of the program will tell you that some of the greats are just that from that area. Um, we also have to expand because we are Florida State. I think we have national reach and branding that will allow us to go to some other parts of the country to supplement what's available to us in state and on a regional level. And that's what it's going to take. But make no mistake, you're exactly right. This has to start right here. I, I was a local kid. I'd climb over the dang fence to take ground balls on the field. Like they're, the local kids in the area, they want to be a part of this. This is what they've always had visions of. And we have to do well in the southern part of the state. We have. We've got to continue that. And then we, we do have to understand the need to, to nationally reach for people that can help us ultimately win it all. Hey, Coach. Aslan Hunjavani with Warchant.com. What was the process like for you three years ago when the job opened up? And you've certainly proved yourself worthy of this job. What did you prove to yourself maybe uh, in South Bend? And, and what did you learn about yourself? And can you quantify how much better of a coach you are now? What was meant to be, it happened. I was meant to be the coach at Notre Dame. That was a long process here. Went on for months and months. Tricky process for myself, probably tricky for Junior. I was meant to be the coach at Notre Dame. What we were able to do up there had never been done. And that's where I belonged for that period of time. We played 13 series on the road this year. We chartered the postseason three and the one here. You, you go sit in Chicago O'Hare on Thursday night for four hours to try to wait to fly to Orlando or Raleigh. That's how we travel. I think I'm a better coach because I watched those guys absolutely grind it out in every facet of their experience at Notre Dame. I had to be more creative with practice. We spent seven straight weeks on an indoor football field, and half of the time we shared it with softball, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, and the track team ran around the track the entire time we practiced. That's from 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. You might have the 9 to 11 slot on Sunday. Then you might have to finish your scrimmage in our batting cage. And if you're not tough enough to play on the road and come out of the gates, your season is over before you ever play a home game. 
So if that doesn't make you a little more creative and a better coach, I don't know what will. Hey, coach, Allison Posey here on the camera well mm -hmm. from WTXL. I, just coming back to, to your hometown, to Tallahassee, I mean, when you were at Florida High, it was you know, right, across the, right across the way. But it just was. to be able to coach here, uh, what does it mean to you to be able to come back and, and coach at home? I feel like I closed the circle. And I feel an obligation to get these guys to perform at a championship level. It's an obligation I feel strongly. That's what I felt when I walked in the stadium is the how, how can we get this? How can we do this? How can we, how can we host things here? How can we win? I, so um, this has brought me right back. But I don't feel like the circle is closed, but I don't feel like I've filled in what I'm missing on the inside of that. And, um, very special to be able to stop by my parents' house and pop in on them. Um, it's hard to do from South Bend, Indiana. Um, Jen's folks to be able to, you know, we got to pop in their house. So it's deeper than just the baseball. But I need to fill that circle in with a couple things that I, that I lack. Uh, you talked when you talked to your team uh, at Notre Dame, and they put out that video, and you, you mentioned your family um, and how important that aspect of it is. Um, if Florida State, if Michael Offer didn't have the right answers um, to the questions you asked about the program, would it have still been an easy decision to come to Florida State, or how did? How important were, were both sides of that? I don't think there were questions that he could have asked me that would have made me think that this wasn't the right time for me here. He handled this as an absolute professional Sensing how he handled it eliminated ultimately any question I had on my side about how he works and where his heart was in my capabilities to finish my season and get here. The family piece is important and it, it lined up. Um, the quest is ultimately the most important baseball thought I have. And I don't think I've ever said the quest until today. But I feel like that's what it is. A couple more questions. Uh, Kurt Weiler. Back here, Kurt Weiler. Uh, watching your teams at Notre Dame, I think even at UNC Greensboro, I know there's been a reputation for kind of consistently, fundamentally sound. I guess how involved are you in that in the day-to-day, -day, and what do you attribute just kind of building that reputation as a coach? Well, you know, I coach the infielders and, and the hitters, and as my assistants have been with me, um, they start to take on some of the facets of the offense and are able to teach it. I'm not reinventing the game, but you have to have ways that you want to do things. And once people have been with you for a while, they start to do it. I, you know, I coach the infielders. 
Sometimes I don't feel like I do a very good job of it, but I, I do it. Um, as you coach at this level, this level, probably other levels beyond and below, you feel like more of the games are actually lost than won by mistakes on the mound and mistakes defensively. I felt like everybody viewed my offensive resume as impressive, which may, maybe it is, but really it's can you cultivate the right dynamic on the mound and back that up with the right athleticism and fundamentals and positioning and thinking defensively. If you can do those two things, you will find yourself in 90% of the games. Then offensively, you have to figure out a way with what's going on on the other side and on the mound against you, you have to figure out a way offensively to scratch and claw and maybe eventually somebody delivers a big blow. But I think I pivoted when you're from when you're hired to be an offensive hitting coach and coach third base and do all, you're like, how do we score? How do we, well then when you're responsible for winning, I think what you see is clean, sound, savvy, athletic, variety on the mound, man, that puts you in position to win a lot of games. Then offensively, do you have enough buttons and skills to score? That first game we played here, I didn't know if anybody's ever going to score. I think we, everybody tried anything. Um, so then if you can hang in there, like sometimes somebody delivers a blow that may not be something that was necessarily a button you pushed. But that variety and the capabilities and the clean style of play, that wins. Link, Chris Ney with Knowles247.com. You spoke on modernizing the program. I know it's something you also spoke at your prior establishment. What are some of the things that it takes to do exactly what you envision doing? How do we use the, the modern technology? How do we filter that for these guys? What sort of video are we using for instruction, for scouting reports? What data that we have access to actually allows them to be in a position to use it to function offensively, defensively? There's, there's TrackMan probably spits out 100 metrics for every pitched ball in that stadium. Now, if I printed that out for you guys, or myself, I wouldn't know what half of them are, but there's some in there that really tell some stories. So using the modern information with the old school tactics are very, are very important. Um, pitch shaping, what pitches actually play best with the other one for one particular pitcher. It may vary from one guy to the next. So using the proper information, and then I, I don't know what raw camera technology we have, but boy, that's gotten where it's beautiful. I mean, all, you guys watch the games. Every game now is, it looks like it's the best picture and broadcast you could produce, like everywhere. So 
you have to use that and, and take the modern tools that you have and make sure it's helping them position themselves to grow individually. And then when that team rolls out there, have they used the technology that allows them to game plan and walk out there and have a sense of what's about to happen before it actually happens? And I think that gives them confidence in walking on the field and facing some of the arms that we're going to face and having a plan before the, the battle begins. He's not going to run off, folks. He'll be here. Thank you very much. And as we've said all along, welcome home. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.